Welcome to the SAME Real-Time Podcast, featuring an inside look across the Society of American Military Engineers and the work that our 30,000 members and 105 posts are doing to support national security and strengthen the engineering potential of the United States. And now, your host, SAME Executive Director, Joe Schrodel. We're here in Philadelphia. It's a sort of cloudy day, but the 10th symposium, I'll make sure I get this right, design and construction at hazardous waste sites. Correct. Did I get that right? Design and construction, construction. Issues. Issues. issues at hazardous waste sites symposium. Right, and it's a symposium. So we're here with Karen Boniak and Amy Baser, the co-chairs of this event. So why don't you guys tell me a little bit about this event? Well, DCHWS, as it's called, was an event that the government put on, and it was a free event from what we were told from years ago, and the government paid for it, and then things tightened up, and that wasn't able to happen. They stopped having it for a few years, two or or three years. years. Planners of that brought it to the Philly Post and wanted to know if we wanted to get interested in resurrecting this conference, because it was very... Uh, for the EPA and informative information for design construction issues at Hasway sites. So that's why we're here today that's, in our third. That's interesting. So the, who in the government used to run it, you know? EPA. EPA so ran EPA it. ran it. And yes. they had CDM Smith, they actually paid CDM Smith to run it right, for to them. facilitate it. Yes. Times have changed. Well, it's interesting because this is very similar to how we, SAME, got into the Small Business Conference. You, you oh. may or may not know that that the small business conference used to be a Corps of Engineer conference. And then a good friend of mine, Don Riley, when he was the DCG, asked SME to take it over. By the way, that's kind of what's unfolding with the VA now, as you all know. You've heard me talk about. VA now is in for our national event. But just recently now they've come to me and said, hey, we want to partner up with your local posts and local regions and participate in their events with our local offices. So we're about to make that happen too. So I think that's a good trend, get more and more government agencies. So what's your favorite part, Amy, in this symposium? I like the term symposium. Yes, did that to eliminate any of the fear of our Uh, attendees. We didn't want to use any prohibited words, and I think it's worked to our benefit because now we have this great mix of industry government attendees. And what is the mix? We're about a 46 lit in favor of private industry. But we've got representatives here from state agencies, NJDEP, PADEP, federal agencies, the Corps of Engineers coming as far as Seattle District, Omaha District, good representation from the Kansas City District, as well as EPA. I think we've got uh, nearly every EPA region covered. That's a mix that you don't find in many of our events, but it's the ideal mix that we want to see. Absolutely. So we can really get at solving the problems. That's exactly the purpose and intent of this event. And it, it could be, it's very technical in nature. The abstracts that were submitted and the presentations are definitely deep science and, and in, very necessary for the collaborate, the private and the, uh, the government. Well, that's great. How do you go about building the program? How do you decide what the who's going to present and what they're going to present? Well, we have a committee. We have a subcommittee that takes care of that. Okay. And we've got technical experts. It's really led by John Smith and Kate Garufi. John is formerly with EPA headquarters. Kate uh, currently works for EPA headquarters. So they're the two of them together, really, on the on the brink of 
environmental technologies to clean up hazardous waste sites so they know what to look for when they review the abstracts and they collect a team to review and make the selections on presenters and moderators. See, that's important to hear that it's got the technical focus. So, you know, last night when we heard Mr. Jim Wolford get up and talk, the director of the EPA Superfund sites, and, and he's talking about, look, we've got to get to solutions that are, that are more readily available, let's not waste a lot of time. Uh, do you think that the collaboration is gonna take place here in the next couple of days? might result in some ideas about how to maybe break through some of the government bureaucracy, how to break through the things that stymie getting contracts out there. What do you think? We hope Karen? so. And from what we've seen, that every year this grows and grows. It's not, you know, things start dropping off. That We have a wait list. You know, we have people that are just like... A waiting list to get here? Yes. No. Yes. No. We probably technically sold out two months ago but we kept wow. straight. And, and to see the focus is on the technical. We have some exhibits. Obviously we have sponsors because you have to pay the bills, but that it's just limited. It's not really a marketing opportunity. It is a technical collaboration. People are just really wanting to get in here. So Get in and have yeah. the conversation. Yeah. They want to have the conversation on a neutral platform with their respective regulators and clients, but they do it through SAME. So it's a real clean platform to have that dialogue. And you know, it's interesting, and, and the point that I make everywhere, and, and if, let me just reflect for a minute. If you take a look at how we build our programs for the national events for about the last year and a half, first thing we do is we identify what the issues are. Then, using those issues, we do a call for presentations to both industry and academia for technically oriented presentations. If you take a look at our programs the last year and a half at, at all of our national events, it, they're not about business development. They're about the same thing that you're doing here. And I would contend that for government participation, that's a whole lot easier to come to a technically oriented session, and that builds the basis for, and this is the logic, that builds the basis then for the business development. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Yes. And is that what you're saying yes. here? Mm -hmm. Yes. And what we do for those government attendees, it's free to attend this event. So there's even more incentive for them to come. It's free. We offer PDHs, so they get their professional development. Great. Ten and a half. <laughs> ten and, ten a, half and a half PDHs. Ten and a half PDHs. And what's the duration of the whole um, symposium? Well, there's seven for today is the full day. Okay. And they, they get seven today. Tomorrow's a half day. They have three and a half. So in a day and a half, you pretty much almost take care of your biannual yes, for yes. your PE. Yes. Amazing. For free. And we've got this year, which is new to the program, we have New York, New York. State. Mm -hmm. So if you have no. a New York State PE, you can come here and get your professional development hours. Now that's, that's unique. And that's that, was a, that was a big hurdle that we had to overcome. Lyle Trumbull with O'Brien and Gina really helped us overcome that and make it even more successful. So we've got the value add piece every year trying to give a little bit more incentive. I for folks it. to continue to come here after you. I love it. And then how many folks were on your committee to pull this together? God, there about 10 of you? 8 to 10 of you? 8 to 10. <laughs> and, and then volunteers. We get a lot of people on board members from the Philly Post that come down to volunteer to work registration and help us out. You know, so given the broad draw from across the country, a matter of fact, last night I had the opportunity to talk to one of the program managers from the Corps from the North Atlantic Division up in Omaha. It was interesting talking to him because he wasn't really sure how to, he was a young guy, wasn't really sure how to negotiate with the industry folks. And I said, well, look, you're a program manager. You ought to be asking them, telling them what your issues are and asking them what they think, how they, help, how they think they can help. 
And he said, I hadn't thought of that. And then he took off and he started going around talking to <laughs> But here's my question for you two. So given the draw from around the nation, what other posts across the country know about what you're doing here? Is this conducted anywhere else in the country? You, know, you and I touched on that a little yes, bit last yes, night. Yes, there was talk, a... Talk well, about that collaboration with other posts. Well, there was a DCHW West. Oh, West. Like, that, uh, Denver, that EPA used Denver, to do? This was the first time for it. Oh. And Denver Post mm -hmm. um, wanted to put it on. And they did, you know, they engaged with us to make sure they weren't stepping on toes. Oh, good. You know, they didn't want to draw attendance from us, but we also knew that they had a little bit of a different, they have a lot of volume issues with remediation there. So it was going to be, the, the technology and the science was going to be different approach to some of the remediation sites than us. And it has not hurt. In fact, we, we had people go out there. There was a couple of people from here that did attend. That did, yeah. So it seems like a win-win. It's like there's people that probably are attending both. Yeah. And we're trying to be mindful of the government attendees that are coming. Yeah. So if we've got folks coming from Northwest Division to our event in the East, are they coming for relevant HTRW issues in the East? Or are they just coming for the technology? So we want to be able to offer those government uh, sure. folks a balance so they may not have to travel as far. We want to give them options in terms of program to give them something different in each one, East and West and they can attend whichever best fits their needs and their program back at their agency. You know, it's exciting to hear what you've just described for me personally because, as you know, when we built our strategic plan, one of the things that we've constantly repeat to make sure people understand is that what right looks like in our society when we talk about one society. It's not about everybody doing the same thing. It's about having posts that are vibrant and, and what we usually say is relevant locally but contributing to a national direction. You've just touched on is a great example where across the society, you know, long term now, we may have, and make it known to everybody, we may have these two events, say one west, one east, that are coordinated between the post, that are really the only two we need across the country, events like this, and, and let them be a good draw for solving the problems that are in the HCRW arena. So you guys are really way out there, in my view, establishing kind of society we're talking about. It's not about just a local golf outing or giving money away for a scholarships. It's about making a difference and making a contribution. That's what you guys are doing. It's great. So let me ask this question. So I've made it clear there are three reasons we even have a national office. Number one is to support posts. Number two is to support the national direction. That's why it's important that I know and we know the kinds of things that you're doing. And the third is to enhance our national reputation. What you're doing here, I think, is really serving SAME's reputation in a big way. So thanks. So here's my question. So what else is it that I can do for you for the Philadelphia Post? There's an open-ended question. Yeah. Well, obviously, just your presence here is, is great, especially when you think about the 40% government mix. They may not all be SAME members, and yet there are Good so point. many that can get individual memberships you know, if they find it beneficial for their job, for their future career, or just the, the collaboration, it's, it would be great. Add them to our membership. Okay. Yeah, I, so. I would agree. Getting those people that are sitting downstairs in that room to be part of the society more than just once a year. You've touched on another piece. So when we have the board meeting here in May, one of the things that we're going to talk about to help in that regard is really kicking off a concerted focused recruiting drive to recruit military government membership, but for the right value proposition. And we talked last night about the value brief that we, we now have to help out. 
So here's the question for you. So one of the things that we're considering, which kind of fits in the realm of collaboration between posts and networking between posts. So one of the things that we're thinking about, we think would be a great driver for recruiting military government folks, is sponsorship. I'll explain it to you, and I just want to get your candid reaction. So for example, and I'll use the example of Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. Every year, new CGSC class goes to Leavenworth. And out of a thousand students in that class, there are generally 70 to 75 engineer officers. The Corps of Engineers pulls those 70 officers together in the summer before class for a three-day what they call regreening exercise. I've now gone out there two years in a row. I sit with them for three days and I mentor them on professional organization. I don't wear my SAME stuff so the lawyers don't get mad. And I'll say that publicly. And then in partnership with the Kansas City District, the Greater Kansas City, no, not District, but Greater Kansas Coast, we then talk about SAME on the last day. We then host a social event for them. And then, yeah, we recruit the heck out of them. We've now formed a field chapter out of the students. And here's the sponsorship piece. So what's going to happen this year, because the students are starting to get more excited because they're interested and aware of SAME. Secondly, you won't believe this, but out of 145 officers now I've talked to, mid-career, only one of them had a PE. Today, four out of last year's class have passed their PE. But here's the sponsorship piece. So what I've asked the Greater Kansas City District Post to do this year as a test, which I want to make a standard across the society, is they're, they're now in the process of finding out where those 70 officers are going to be assigned. And then their job, with our help from the national office, is to inform the gaining posts that are the closest to where they're going to be assigned that they're coming. And then the notion is that the post would then say, hey, we have five officers coming out of Leavenworth, four out of Affitt, three out of wherever. Let's go find some folks who maybe aren't active today in the post. There's part of the, the method to the madness. Let's get more people active. Assign them as sponsors. Or maybe get your fellows to be the sponsors. They give these folks a call and say, hey, why don't you come to our meeting? We heard you just arrived in town. We're here to help you and your family. My candid question, and we have, we're sorting out the details now, and how do we do that in a volunteer organization so it's not cumbersome? You with me? But that concept is a part of military culture. Sponsorship is a part of military culture. They would respond to that. So your reaction to that, would that be something you think the post would be willing to be engaged in, to welcome new folks because you've been informed from other posts across the society that these people are coming? Absolutely. What do you think? Yeah. I would love to actually take this, this, this registration from here and drill down on the local ah. people and put a invite to the next board meeting, dinner meeting, you know, the post can cover a couple of those and, you know, reach out and, and obviously, you know, then help them member application, letting them know what an individual membership is. And give them your brief, the brief that you gave us yesterday, the summary. And I think you can do that. Go ahead. With the, with the lump that we have coming from certain regions, like we have a big group coming from Kansas and Missouri, and we have a big presence out of Northwest Division that attends this, sharing that information with the Greater Kansas City Post, there you go. with the Seattle Post, right. uh, even with the Denver Post to help right. them in their DCHWS West program. Right. So that we're not just holding information right. and not doing anything Exactly. Like and you know, sharing and communicating. Exactly. And that's why when we yeah. rewrote the streamers to support this strategic plan, we made it clear that this is not about competing with each other. I mean, I actually threw the idea out there of eliminating the whole top post thing just to eliminate competition to try to encourage more collaboration between posts mm -hmm. because that's really what we mean about one society. 
that we work together, that we're known as a society that works together, and collectively we solve the issue. So what you're going to see emerge after this next board meeting is a concerted campaign to recruit from a national perspective, but also we're going to give folks some ideas on how to do it locally, like your idea. Just so you know, too, you triggered another thought. We're now in the, in the process of pursuing what we call affinity partnership. Are you familiar with affinity partnerships? Yeah. The first one that we're tackling is with nationwide insurance. So we're reaching beyond the normal borders of SAME and the normal stakeholders. And, and what the deal that they've offered us, it's not a money-making deal, what they've offered us is huge discounts for our membership. And all we have to do is sort of what you just said, Karen, is say, okay, here's our membership. Do you take that list as you just talked about? And a benefit of membership is because we have this affinity partnership, you can get discounts through nationwide insurance. It's all about benefiting our members. It's about the value proposition. So we're actually pursuing affinity partnerships now to add to that value proposition to help you guys recruit and get and more people active. And retain them. Absolutely. And retain them. Get them excited. Well, look, I appreciate what you've done here. appreciate this great symposium. And I think it's a good model for what we need. And I appreciate it. I mean, I see both of you in many different places in this society. So thanks for everything both of you do. And, and this is a chance with these podcasts for me and for us to celebrate great volunteers and dedicated members like you guys. So, thank, you. thank you. Thanks for so, attending. So thanks. Yeah. I wouldn't have missed it.